Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. In this podcast, we take a reading from Scripture each day. We look at the background material to that passage and also application for us. Once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from Psalm chapter 6. This psalm is attributed to King David. We're not real sure the situation here, but one theory of this psalm is the psalmist is sick. He has had a really bad illness and is coming out of that illness and is working through why he was sick. Was this God's punishment? Is he being disciplined? Now, one thing we need to understand when we read the Psalms and any part of sacred scripture is it is inspired, of course, and we get the heart of people. And sometimes the attitudes that are reflected are human attitudes that we're grappling with. So we're getting the raw emotion of the writer. And it's not giving you theological content. I don't think you should build a theology on that God causes evil things. And I'll get to that later in this podcast because some people misunderstand and think, well, maybe the psalmist is saying that God somehow creates evil to punish us. I don't believe that's true. I don't think God is the author of evil. God is the author of good things and he wants the best for us. And God can take terrible situations and reshape them to his glory and for good. That is for sure. Romans 8 teaches us that. But I don't want us to get confused and think that in some way God creates evil things to punish his people. God's not going to create evil. God's not the author of evil or sin. Really, when you look at evil and sin and and pain and destruction, it comes because of the fall. This was not God's plan from the beginning. It's because of human rebellion that we have the pain and destruction that we have in this world. But with that said, with introduction, let's go right to our psalm. And let's read it straightway through. O Lord, rebuke me not in your anger, nor discipline me in your wrath. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am languishing. Heal me, O Lord, for my bones are troubled. My soul also is greatly troubled. But you, O Lord, how long? Turn, Lord, deliver my life. Save me for the sake of your steadfast love. For in death there is no remembrance of you in Sheol, who will give you praise. I am weary from my moaning. Every night I flood my bed with tears. I drench my couch with weeping. My eye wastes away because of grief. It grows weak because of all my foes. Depart from me, all of you workers of evil. For the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies shall be ashamed and greatly troubled. They shall turn back and be put to shame in a moment. So there is this call to God. And it's funny when you get into the original language here, verses 1 through 5, especially the first few verses, there's something happening in Hebrew here that English really just can't pull out. Uh, It's this form of request that David is making. David is not demanding that God uh, not discipline him. He's making a request like one would make to a king. This is called a jussive in Hebrew. Uh, and what's interesting about justives, justives show the heart of the person requesting this, but they're not demanding something. They're not imperatives. David's not saying, Lord, you better do this. An example of a justive would be in Esther chapter 5, verse 4, when Esther goes before the king and says, well, if it pleases the king, I would like to invite you to this banquet. A very polite request. And so David, out of respect for God's sovereignty here in this language, He's saying, Lord, if it pleases you, please, Lord, you know, relent from rebuking me. 
Relent from me, relent from this discipline in your wrath. And there is this intensification in the language here for David, this anger and wrath. There's God is hot in his anger toward David for some reason. There's rebellion here. And maybe David thinks, okay, well, my sickness is linked to my rebelliousness. And ancient people thought that way. Let me think back to John chapter 9, verses 1 through 2, when the apostle said, Who sinned, this man or his parents? You know, maladies such as blindness or being lame or sickness of any kind sometimes would be linked to the idea, well, someone has sinned, so it's it's the fault of that person because of their personal sin. And Jesus really kind of gives us a further revelation of that in, in John 9. That's not necessarily the case at all, that sickness is caused because of a person's personal sin. But David is thinking on those tracks. So he's thinking, Lord, I, I'm being disciplined by you. I've done evil in your sight. Be gracious to me. I'm languishing. First of all, heal me from this sickness. My bones are troubled. And he is troubled in his soul. Then he appeals to God. And it's, it's interesting. He uses two tactics here as he's bargaining with God. And you'll see people bargaining with God all throughout Scripture. Abraham does it many times. In uh, Think of the logic David's using. Lord, you need to deliver me because of your hesed, your steadfast covenantal love. Now, if you've listened to these podcasts on the Psalms, we've talked about the hesed, the steadfast love of God, this covenant committed love that God has for his people. And David says, well, look, Lord, you have hesed. You have steadfast love. Uh, I, I appeal to that right now. Because of your love, Lord, deliver me. But then in verse 5, he makes a really interesting comment. He talks about that if he dies, he really can't give God praise in Sheol. Now, this may seem strange to us because we have this view now of when you die, you go home to be with the Lord and you're there in the heavenly courts. In the Hebrew framework and how they saw things, when a person died, they went to the shadowy world of Sheol, which in Greek would be Hades. Uh, Think of the rich man and Lazarus story in the the Gospel of Luke. This idea of Sheol. And so you would go to this underworld of Sheol, and there would be no voice in Sheol. So there was this kind of mystery of, of the abode of the dead. And then one day there would be the final vindication and the resurrection from the dead. So there was this idea of bodily resurrection in the future. Now, we as Christians believe the bodily resurrection part. There will be a future day when the dead will be raised. But we have a little bit more nuanced view of the intermediate state, the state between when we die and when we're raised. Now, we've had another podcast where we delved deep into that a while back, and I'm not going to have time today to elaborate on that. But basically, Christians believe two, two things. There are two opinions that when we die, if you're in Christ, you go to paradise, or you go home to be with the Lord, you go to heaven uh, in God's heavenly courts, what some would call the beatific vision, being before the face of God, awaiting the final resurrection in a state of bliss. And then the damned would go to torment or uh, Tartarus, awaiting for that final judgment. And in the final judgment, they would be cast into hell for eternity. So that's the, the Christian view of the afterlife, the intermediate state. Just realize at this time, it had not been developed. That's going to come with further revelation especially in the New Testament and the intertestament period, this, this thing develops, this concept of the afterlife and what happens in, in the intermediate state. But for David, 
his bargaining tool here is, Lord, if I go to Sheol, there'll be no voice to praise you. I mean, I'm, I'm snuffed out, basically. So he's bargaining with God. You know, this sickness does not need to lead to death. I need to be rescued, Lord. There's, there's no sense in me dying. And then he talks about his weariness right in the middle of the psalm. He is tired. Maybe the sickness is, is made him tired. And, and every night he floods his bed with tears. He's in great anguish and emotional anguish. And his foes are against him. Now, some think maybe his foes are bringing up accusations against David. You know, they are accusing him and, and saying uh, this is all because of his sin. And so this guilt is, has, has him locked away in this time of mourning and depression. And what's interesting, when you get to the very end of this psalm, there's some things that the original writing brings out that sometimes English translations flatten out. And in Hebrew, there is a sense of parallelism where they will repeat things over and over again because they want you to get the point. And so if you were to look at these last few verses where, like starting around verse 8, where he's talking about the Lord has heard my weeping. In verse 9, the Lord has heard my plea. If you were to read this in the Hebrew, it would read something like this. He hears Yahweh, the sound of my weeping. Then he comes back and says it again. He hears Yahweh, my lament. Then he says it a third time. Yahweh, my prayer will receive. So he's making the point that God will hear him, this confidence. And he intensifies that confidence with his parallelism where he repeats it over and over again. Yahweh hears his prayer. Yahweh hears the sound of his weeping on his bed at night. Yahweh cares about him. Yahweh will receive his prayers. David has this great confidence. And we can have a great confidence too that God hears us in our time of mourning and suffering. But one thing that I want to come back to this idea that we think sometimes that God creates evil situations. And that's not true at all. I want to just I want you to think with me for just a minute. You know, like Joseph said back in Genesis 50, 20, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. In other words, the evil perpetrated on Joseph was by his brothers. They were the ones committing evil, but God used that for his purposes. That, that's a lot different than saying God created evil in order to accomplish good ends. I, I repudiate that. I don't think that's biblical, that God creates evil things to bring good ends. We could say with the Apostle Paul today, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So yes, we do experience difficulties in this world. We do experience death and disease and pain. We can experience treachery. We can experience people betraying us and gossiping about us. But even in those situations that seem horrible at the time, in some way, God can work this out. And we can look to the psalmist and, and see the heart of David and pray with David when we have these times of suffering and pain and sickness and setbacks that we have a confidence that God will deliver us based on God's past performance, his hesed love, his steadfast covenant love for us. He will hear us. He will answer us. And eventually he will deliver us. And so I present to you today to have that confidence that David had, confidence in the Lord. Then we cry out to him. He hears us. Now, in his good time, we may not sometimes get the answer we're looking for in the time that we want it, but God does hear us. He does. Well, I hope you have a great day. And thank you once again for tuning in and listening. I really do appreciate our listeners 
it's so edifying to hear people talk about how these podcasts are helping them in their walk with Christ. It, it makes all the work worth it. Well, God bless you. I will see you back tomorrow. Thank you.